you are listening to Pharmacy IT and Me, your informatics pharmacist podcast. Hey everyone, this is Tony Dow and welcome to another episode of Pharmacy IT and Me. And as with every episode, we start this one stating that the intent audience is everybody. And today we'll be speaking with our special guest, new pharmacy graduate, Dr. Christy Chung, on what her role is in the pharmacy technology and informatics world or what she sees her role to be. And um, thank you again so much for taking some time to be on the podcast. Christy, how are you doing today? I'm doing really well. Thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. So for the listeners to kind of know a little bit more about yourself, can you give them maybe just a little summary about yourself? Yeah, sure. Um, So as Tony mentioned, I'm a very new grad. Um, I actually just had my graduation ceremony yesterday. It's very exciting. I have the summer off. I'm going to be doing a bit of traveling. Um, That's a part hobby of mine, I guess. And then in the fall, I'll actually be starting an industrial residency over in the East Coast in Toronto. Um, So I'm very excited for that because I think it's a very unique path to take and definitely something that I find myself pursuing in the future. Awesome, awesome. So I know that you've you've been pursuing that for a while. That's how you you're in that role now, industry side. But I I think you've mentioned in the past that you are also into digital health. And I wanted to ask you kind of like what motivate you to also look into that side of things? Sure, this all came about from a hackathon that I attended in second year. Um, It was just advertised on social media, and I had no idea what it was. And I thought I'd just give it a try. And Little did I know there was so much impact technology could have on healthcare. Um, So that hackathon comprised of about 100 participants, either from UBC, so our local university, or even practicing professionals, either in healthcare, computer science, or even business and design. We just all came together for a weekend, um, sat down and tried to create solutions to existing healthcare problems. And I thought that that was really interesting. You know, healthcare these days, it's no longer an industry composed solely of healthcare professionals. We're being disrupted in so many ways. Technology is really helping to enhance healthcare by targeting efficiency, improvement of outcomes, but also on other aspects like financial reimbursements or other payment models, right? And back then I was just like, oh, health and technology, like that's a very great way to collaborate. And I just wanted to find out more about it. And I think that's where I see collaborative practice going in the future. We talk a lot about interdisciplinary collaboration within healthcare, you know, between physio um, and doctors or nurses, pharmacists, social worker. But I think what's coming is that collaborative practice is expanding across like all disciplines. And I think that that's very exciting because we certainly need some new perspectives in healthcare and some creativity from outside our own profession and our own industry. That's awesome. So from my understanding, I think you also have an interest in pharmacogenetics. So can you kind of expand on how, you know, the technology side can affect pharmacogenetics and vice versa? Yeah, so it's kind of interesting because pharmacogenetics was something that just kind of fell in my lap. So after that health hackathon in second year, that summer, um, after I finished my rotations, I thought I would, you know, find an internship or volunteer at a digital health startup just to get some exposure to what it's like and where digital health is really heading, at least locally in Vancouver. And one of the startups that I've found, they focus on pharmacogenomics. Um, So I 
I didn't know much about it in class. We don't have very many lectures on pharmacogenomics except for, you know, your usual SIP enzymes here and there, but there's no elective um, or anything like that. Um, but I started learning and reading papers about drug gene interactions. And I thought that that was really interesting because, you know, everyone's talking about the next revolution of healthcare being personalized medicine, really individualizing treatment options for patients to optimize outcomes for them. And I think pharmacogenomics is a big part of that. And I think with new and upcoming technology, we can certainly provide a whole lot more comprehensive health data for the individuals so that we can tailor our treatment outcomes and options for them. That's awesome. So, so you know, during pharmacy school, uh, typically students, uh, they work as an intern at different positions, right? So for you, uh, what kind of internship did you do? I know you touched upon it a little bit. And what kind of day-to-day activities did you do as an intern? Sure. So after volunteering at that company, it's called Molecular U. I worked with them until basically last month. <laughs> they are a company that stemmed from something called the Personalized Medicine Initiative at UBC. Um, so that initiative basically was an umbrella for many different local startups to work in something in personalized medicine. So whether that be genomics or rare diseases or cancer, things like that. So Molecular U is now part of Canada's digital technology supercluster. What they do is that they assess diverse aspects of an individual's health. So from genes, proteins, and metabolites to nutrition, exercise, and supplements. So they really provide a comprehensive health picture, and then they personalize action plans for their clients. I was very fortunate to have been involved in a variety of projects. When I first started out, I was doing a lot of data analysis. I worked on creating databases for health supplements, natural health products and vitamins, some drug-drug interactions, drug-gene interactions. And I really just learned this along the way. I had no background in pharmacogenomics, but just through reading papers and kind of doing lit searches, I helped build a preliminary database for them. Um, and then along the way, I also contributed to some user experience and u- user interface aspects of their platform, which was very interesting um, because it's kind of health design, going into a bit of health design, and that was something new to me. And then more recently, I was responsible for a more specific project relating to pharmacogenomics. Um, so I was creating educational content for patients, also creating you know, operating procedures for healthcare professionals um, when they interact with our product. Um, so it's really nice being part of a startup because your role is so versatile. And because digital health is something that I hope to pursue, it really gave me great perspectives about um, how startups work and how healthcare professionals can collaborate with people in technology, people in marketing and other disciplines. Wow, that's really cool. And I wanted to ask you too, like in your experience, if you had to choose one kind of event from that whole experience that was the most memorable, what would that be? From that experience, I think... I think hearing about my impact on the company and their product, that was the most memorable for me because I had so little exposure to digital health, any sort of health technology, but hearing from the team, I was the only one with a pharmacy background and hearing from them talk about good perspectives that I was able to bring to their product and improving their product, improving their understanding of how drugs interact with other drugs or drugs interact with genes or, you know, providing that therapeutic eye. It was very interesting because 
traditionally, it hasn't been common for a technology company to have an in-house healthcare professional, right? Um, now you see more and more of it. And I guess to be able to experience that firsthand, it made me feel really good. And as a student, I, I felt like I could provide positive impact in digital health. That's really cool. So because you are a new grad, you're, you're closer to having just been a student. And I guess for students who are brand new, like they just started mm-hmm. pharmacy school, or, you know, even the other pharmacists who are trying to move into that field, what kind of advice do you think you would give them knowing that, you know, you had this experience recently as a student? Yeah, I think as a student, what I found was that one of the biggest limitations is that we're not actively involved in the working world or even in the professional community. A lot of us, you know, we take part-time positions in a community pharmacy or even in hospital, but we're not there day in, day out. And it's really hard for us to get perspectives and realistic insights about what's going on, quote unquote, out there in the real world. And we get glimpses of it here and there. But I think the best we can do while in school is to, you know, keep our eyes peeled, you know, expose ourselves to different opportunities and to take advantage of the resources we are offered because there are a lot of resources. It's just, we just have to find them really. And we just have to ask and not be afraid to do so. For example, the health hackathon that I mentioned, you know, it was just something that was posted on social media. We probably get alert fatigue from all the things that pop up on social media. But if something piques your interest, then go for it and just give it a try. You know, I had no idea going into the health hackathon what what to expect, what it was really. I was just like, oh, um, healthcare professionals, um, designers, sure, why not? And it just really opened my eyes. And I think just that one event being the catalyst that changed my career path is really cool. Um, I think as a student, it's also a great idea to go to local conferences. So whether that be a pharmacy conference or even health technology conferences that are now becoming a lot bigger. I went to one in Vancouver called the Interface Health Summit, and it was really great. Um, they had people all across North America and even Europe come over just to speak about technology. And each year they have a different theme. So the uh, last year when I attended, it was neuroscience theme and it was, you know, the human brain connection and a lot of the Speakers were talking about technologies that were improving neuroscience-related healthcare. And I think the biggest thing is to stay open-minded about our profession. You know, there's a lot of talk about technology disrupting our profession as if it were a negative thing. But I think there's actually so much potential. And all we have to do as pharmacy students and even as already practicing pharmacists is to be open to it, to be open to incorporating something new into our practice, whether that be clinical more retail focused or another, we just have to be willing to, you know, try something new. And as healthcare professionals, we're learning every day, you know, there's new drugs coming out as well. So we'll just why not treat this as another learning experience. And then I think the last piece of advice I would offer is to really find yourself as many mentors as you can. When I attended these conferences, or even smaller scale meetups, I think I found a lot of experts in the field, and you get a lot of insight and perspectives from them. If you're able to speak to as many people as you can, it's it's a really great way to learn. And mentors are just, you know, they're very valuable. And there's always people out there willing to support you, encourage you in whatever path you choose. And I think that's that's really great for us as students or even as pharmacists. 
Awesome. That's actually some really good advice. So thank you for sharing that. Also, from my understanding, you have a blog about digital health. It's called Think Digital Health. Can you tell us a little bit more about that and I guess why you started that and also where people can find it? Sure. So it kind of ties back into finding, you know, as many mentors as you can. For me, I've been very lucky to find a number of great mentors along this journey. Ever since second year, when I was interested in digital health, I, I knew that I... there. There wasn't much I could do myself. You know, these startups are still, you know, kind of fairly underground and without being an industry or without practicing, it's hard to weasel your way in as a student. And I think it was really through connecting and networking with different people that I slowly got more opportunities to really involve myself. So digital health is a really new and exciting field, and I'm by no means an expert in any one area. I think for me, I'm still trying to learn about all the different subfields that exist, whether it be, you know, artificial intelligence, machine learning, blockchain, informatics. There's just so much out there. And I thought to myself recently, you know, I learn a lot from my conversations and coffee chats with these mentors. But I afterwards, I guess I never really sat down to reflect on those conversations. I kind of just took them for face value. So that's when I decided to start a blog. Yes, called Think Digital Health. It can be found at thinkdh.co. It's really my first time. I've never done a blog before except for a few travel blog posts when I was a lot younger. Um, But I saw it as a way to grow and just enhance my knowledge personally. And if I can help others who are treading this path or who are even just a bit curious about what digital health can offer. People who are in the same shoes as I am, um, I think that's a bonus as well. Um, So my blog is very open. It's kind of, you know, what what I'm interested in learning, whether it be open source, the most recent one that I wrote. If it's something that I just want to learn about and read about more on, I'll just write a little post about it, something short and sweet. And then that's what my blog is at the moment, but I'm, it's, you know, a work in progress. Awesome. Awesome. So for people who wanted to ask further questions directly to you, yeah. What's the best way that they can contact you? Sure. I think LinkedIn is a great resource. And that's also another piece of advice. Um, If you find people on LinkedIn who you think can offer support or offer insights to message them, many are willing to reply and to speak to you. Um, But LinkedIn is a great way to reach out to me. You can message me and share your experiences. I'm sure I have as much to learn from you as you have from me, if not more from you. You can check out my blog. You can reach me um, at my email. I can leave it with Tony in the show notes as well. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. So I'll be putting that contact info to both your blog and your direct contact to anyone who's interested in reaching out. And to be respectful of your time, I'd like to thank you again for taking some time out of your busy day to be on the show. Thank you very much, Tony. I appreciate it. Awesome. All right. If you guys like this episode, you can subscribe and rate us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or any of your other favorite podcasting services. Or you can follow us on social media on Pharmacy ITME at Twitter or Facebook or Pharmacy Informatics on Instagram. And thank you again for listening. I'll see you on the next episode of Pharmacy ITME. And remember, technology is the tool. Patient care is the goal. (laughs) 